0: When I record podcasts, I like to stay hydrated. Who knew talking could be so hard? My favorite drink to have to hand is Lifeline's Hydro OG. It's a tried and tested product for me. It helped me and my team complete a 24-hour podcast, giving us the edge that we needed to get over the finish line. So whether you're at the gym, on a bike ride, or just trying to get over that night before, Lifeline's Hydro OG has got your back. Each serving is stocked with all the healthy ingredients and vitamins you could ask for. There are a great range of flavors, and with each serving at only 18 calories, you really can't go wrong. Here at the Shrewsbury Biscuit podcast, we like to support local, independent companies and brands. And Lifelines is a product that I am proud to endorse. Go to lifelines.com. Now that's L Y F E L I N ez.com to find out more now without further ado here is today's episode hey guys and welcome to this great episode of the shrewsbury biscuit podcast uh, featuring susan shrock um from girls get lean make sure you check out girls get lean on facebook instagram wherever you do your socials um, especially if you're a woman of menopause age, looking to get fit and looking for advice and um, like, you know, people like you uh, that you can speak to, um, Susan's great. She's awesome. Um, and she was uh, a guest that had been, I've been, on, I've been on my list for a while and um, it took us a long time to to organize this, but I'm so glad that we did. Now, listen, right, since, uh, since this podcast was recorded like three weeks ago, there have been a few developments in my life. Okay, I won't spoil the episode, but there there is a part where I get um, pressured into doing a bit of exercise during this episode. Right, and I didn't do too bad, in all honesty. But I also got peer pressured into starting the gym, going back at the gym, um, in a good way. And I'm very very glad that this happened. And um. It sounds daft, but three weeks in, I'm absolutely loving the gym, smashing my cardio, lost seven kilograms. Kilograms? Kilograms? When well, American then, talking to Tom Bruno too much, that is. Uh, seven kilograms, and um, I'm, I'm absolutely loving it. Now, what happened was <laughs> I was speaking to, to Lingan Davis about the colour run. The, the very famous Lingen Davis Colour Run, which happens on the 1st of April this year. And I said, I mean, of course, we'll be there to cover it, but I'd also like to run it. Yeah, you know, it's five kilometres. I smash five kilometres on the cross trainer or uh, even more than that on the bike, obviously, at like 12 kilometres on the bike. Uh, I do that. And I thought it'd be great to, to, it'd be easy, you know, not easy, but it's like it's something I could accomplish. So I went to the gym. Uh, it was yesterday as I'm recording this. And I thought, oh, I'll try, I I'll try, I try running. Let's get some running going. Now, last summer, I uh, I tore two ligaments in my ankle really badly. Um, there were like my ankle was black, there was blue, and then where the ligaments were torn, there were like like bruised lines all down. It was horrible. I couldn't walk on my ankle for a while. I had a boot on and everything. And this was the first time I tried to the, the treadmill since then, and. I tried five minutes on I was I was fine and then all of a sudden this searing pain came in my ankle I had to stop I was so annoyed so annoyed because I was like oh my god I just signed up to the color run and I can't run on a treadmill crazy um but then I jumped on a bike now with the bike I used my quads to push the legs down and stuff so it wasn't any pressure on my ankle and I was so angry with myself so angry and so like oh, people are people gonna make fun of me because I can't do the run and i smashed all my records on the bike just because I was so angry during this workout so it proved to me that I can do it and I am fit i just got a dodgy ankle so I'll need to sort out some um, some physiotherapy or something on my ankle um, I don't know but running's just not for me at the moment anyway so uh, the colour run please uh, if you want to take part um, please get in touch go to the Lingen Davis website, co.uk and uh book your place in for the color run we will be there with cameras and microphones I want to get interviews with you guys I want to get some smiley faces that's what I want to get this year at the color run we've never covered it before but I want to do it this year um so yeah that's uh that's that's the uh the the color run now the original intro to this um this podcast was meant to be um, some audio we collected from um, a celebration of CIST, SYST, S-Y-S-T, SYST, and that's Shropshire Youth Support Trust. We went to a great celebration that they put together at the Flax Mill, uh, me and Verity. Uh, we did get some great interviews. Now, the problems with these interviews was, one, we got too many. It would have been a good half an hour before you didn't heard this episode, you know, despite the rumbling as well. Um so I'm going to put that as a separate episode, its own episode. And also, there's some troubled audio um, that I need to fix. I recorded the speeches from afar with my H6, which is normally fine. Uh, highly flammable, the, the speeches I got from there that I did, I recorded the same way. Um, I, I thought it wouldn't be a problem. Um, we have got a new solution for it, which we can put into place uh, from now on. Uh, but um, in the background of this uh, these great speeches was a uh, Deep Hum of the air conditioning and the fridge as well doing that panic like startup thing that they do um so that audio is is kind of corrupted and it's going to take a bit of time to fix i I might have to like put it in a quarantine bad audio zone in the podcast and let you hear the speeches because there's especially there's one which is really really moving so um We'll do that with, uh, with that. Um, but again, uh, Shropshire Youth Support Trust. Um, go to their website, systbusiness.co.uk. That's systbusiness.co.uk. Great charity, doing great things with young people and transforming lives. And it was a real pleasure to meet um, so many people there. And I finally got an interview with a high sheriff as well, uh, Selena Graham. She's wonderful. She really is genuinely a wonderful speaker and she's been avoiding me this whole year and we haven't been able to get her. On microphone, but I managed to grab her. Um, so thank you, Selena, for that. And um, she was really great to speak to. And she's done a great job this year as well. Um, anyway, without further ado, guys, uh, me and Verity are now going to be speaking to Susan shirock an amazing lady who's done amazing things. And um, I can't wait to share this with you. Uh, so, yeah, without further ado, let's do it. Hi guys and welcome to the shoes with Biscuit Podcast. I'm Alex Whiteley and I'm here today with Verity White.
1: Hi, hi, how are you
0: doing? You're very quiet. Why are you very quiet? Let me turn you right up.
1: I don't know. That's never been said about me before.
0: Uh, <laughs> I've turned this I've turned this up, you're right. Um what were we just talking about, we were just talking about something and it's just completely gone out of my head. Oh yeah, best of all, camp best of all. Um so yeah, we've um they, they got in touch. So we Verity <laughs> Verity is going to be about Camp Festival. The biscuit will be there, but it's let's be honest about it. I'll be in Turkey. Um, it's it's such a it's such a crazy thing to happen because uh, Camp Festival is one of the biggest events to happen in Shropshire. And uh, they were like, Yeah, do you want to open up one of our stages? And we were like, What? And it was an amazing opportunity. But my my wife uh, booked us a holiday to go in, in Turkey, so I'm not gonna be here, but I was like, I really want the biscuit to to do this. So I was like, yo. You know, Verity, you know you've only been with I think at the time like a week.
1: Yeah, I think it was. Do
0: you want to stand week. in front of hundreds of people and open up a stage and she's like, all right then.
1: <laughs> Sounds good to me.
0: I'll um, give it a whirl. So they messaged us today and they were like, uh we we, we need to know what you need. So if they've technically, technically Asked us for a rider. We were just talking about this with Chase and Mallory.
1: I love that because when we were talking with Chase and Mallory, I think I decided on my rider. I'd add a. I've had. I would have a fluffy onesie, and Paolo Nutini and Harry Styles like in each corner, just singing at me. Yeah, I've thought about that a lot since. If I was in a room with Paolo Nutini and Harry Styles singing, I just. I would never want to leave that room
0: yeah he'd so like, can you ask them it's a Shrewsbury biscuit and they're like no they're not coming up <laughs> no, I'm not.
1: <laughs> sorry so, i'm busy um
0: so yeah I, i've got to send them logos and we've got to send a little bio and all that sort of stuff so we will be at camp Bestival. well verity will be at camp festival so if you are going to camp festival and you see the Shrewsbury biscuit there um please come say hello uh we'll we'll have mics there and we're going to organize an interview with rob the bank as well, oh. who the organizer, who I didn't realize I was speaking to for weeks on it, mm-hmm. which is great. Um Right, so today's for today's episode, we're speaking to Susan Shurak, who I this is it's such, it's, this has been such a long time in the making. This podcast has, and I feel so I felt so awkward about it because October was it October November
2: something like that. It was hello hello first hello hello. It was October. It was uh, October. Yeah, it's the second week of October, I think, before I stepped on stage.
0: Yeah, and I was like, "Yo, Susan, let's get some footage of you getting ready for this this competition." Um, and so I, I came to your gym, and I recorded okay. you getting ready, and we did a great chat. We were talking about the shoes and the outfits and stuff, which was really, really wonderful footage. But then the world exploded for me. The shoes, were a bit. I mean, people that listen to the show will know that sort of Christmas, new year was insane for us. Like the world just, just exploded and everyone's like, we want the biscuit here and we want the biscuit there. And I was just kind of like, so that footage sat on my, it sat on my laptop up, up until now doing nothing. So as far as Susan's concerned, I'm just this guy who went, can I come and record you in your gym, please? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm very sorry. That that's, that's what's happened.
2: <laughs> it We didn't get to finish the uh,
0: fitness. No, but we can. And this, this is what we, there's something similar happens. Something similar happened with KG theater. I signed up Timmy for KG Theater um, in Sundawn and he went and did a session and we recorded the session and I got to know Kyle quite well who runs that. And then Timmy sort of, I don't know, there's there's something that it just didn't have, we couldn't get our schedules right, Timmy wasn't fit and then we ended up going back six months later and we did six months later and it's actually really, really nice. So we can definitely do Yeah before the competition. I'm sure you've got footage somewhere on your phone or something of the of the competition. I have. Of the competition. And then this is you now. Yeah. That's so we can use that. <laughs> but I think what we need to do introduce you um, right from the very beginning. Um, are, you, are you Shropshire born and bred? Or are you, where I'm
2: are you? not, I'm actually a Lancashire lass. Oh wow. I am, I'm a Wigan lass.
1: Oh you can hear a bit of a can accent. You? <laughs> a of yeah.
2: <laughs> it comes out occasionally, generally when I go back home. <laughs> yeah it gets but, yeah. stronger. Yeah it gets a lot stronger yeah. How I, long have I, you been? I grew up there and uh, I only left there when I went to university. Um, I went Yorkshire way actually, I went to the other side <laughs> and uh, so I spent a couple of years in Sheffield and uh, I studied, bizarrely, international business with Spanish, so I actually spent two years living in Spain after that.
0: Oh, oh wow. So I am. So my wife isn't here, she's from Colombia, she's from oh, Spanish. Well, <laughs> that's not Spanish, You will murder me if she hear me, she <laughs> speaks know. Spanish.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah,
0: so hablo un poquito de Espanol, too. I, we've, we've, we that sounds fancy. <laughs> we uh, we talked about this at, uh, at the kids' festival. Uh, the only Spanish I know is uh, very cringy, flirty. Oh, I can order a beer. I can say pachu Pasi Los dedos, which is finger-licking good. <laughs> which is KFC's Logan. Uh, but if you say that to a woman, we're probably going to get slapped. Yes. I can say Estas, mo- Estas Morica. Uh, I can say little, silly little things. That, that means you're yummy. Little phrases. Little things, you know. You
2: know all the slang stuff.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I remember, um, okay, so this may be a swear word that we don't usually include on Shoes biscuit but one of my favorite songs by the Red Hot Chili Peppers is Cabron. And um, from a very young age, my little boy, Timmy, is from 18 months, would sing Cabron, Cabron. <laughs> and we went to Colombia and um, we went to see the family in Colombia and he was singing Cabron. And they were going, oh! <laughs> Getting really like shocked because that's like yeah, it's, it's like, all right, Wanker. It's, yeah. that, it's like that, all right, Wanker. It's, it's yeah. kind of like that, that right. kind of yeah, yeah. It's not very. It's it's, oh, it, it's outrageous. It's like a
1: your little toddler was
0: it's <laughs> like all oh, right, dickhead. I will yeah, beat it, it, these it. out, but that's that's kind of well I. Like, yeah, I had no idea. we <laughs> <laughs> were singing it loud in my car. I had no idea. My wife was like, "Why are you listening to that song?" I was like, "We listen to the car all the time." I was like, "Yeah, mm. yeah." <laughs> uh, so when did you come to Shopshire? What, what, what made you come? <laughs> Work. Work. Yeah, I worked,
2: I moved to Shrewsbury through uh, a guy that I met when I was at university and um, I got a job in uh, Smethwick, unfortunately, in Birmingham because I went into the international distribution scene. So I okay. for, well, they're now DPD, but uh, it was Parcel Line, the Green Vans. Oh, wow. So I worked for them and I got promoted uh, to the uh, international call centre manager and Smethwick was the main hub. Uh, so I moved this way to be yeah near work.
0: That's interesting, um, isn't it? Because we talk about Shrewsbury and the connections here. How there's like cities, and then there's the side and then there's you know there's sort of ev- you can get you can do anything. A bus living in Shrewsbury, can't you? Quite easily.
2: Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean the journey was horrendous. It was <laughs> hitting the M6 to Smethwick every day and back. wasn't yeah. Great but my, my my hobby and my passion was fitness and it all 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 through that time it started at college when I was 16 so I've really been into it that long not the bodybuilding side but certainly fitness mm-hmm. um yeah I, I, I did my aerobics instructor course quite young I used to teach it at College as well. Oh wow. Mm -hmm.
0: So it's kind of always been ingrained in you to to have that routine and
1: Yeah.
2: Like Verity, I was I ran for years, uh until I was (laughs) forty seven. I
1: wouldn't say I've run for
2: years, but thank (laughs) you so much. (laughs) But yeah. I, 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 I was a runner. My daughter was two when I started running, and she's 22 now. So she, 15 years, I was a runner. Oh, can I get some tips? <laughs> yeah, cool. Excellent, thanks. And lots of tips. But well, um, I stopped in for- when I was 47. That was when I went into bodybuilding.
1: Yeah, well, kind of. Went, that's where we're getting old. into the menopause. What? Yeah. So up until that point, you were working for personal force. No, I left
2: there. Um I started there in 1993 and I left end of 1998 and um I decided I wanted to go into the personal training cuz that was what my husband did at the time and um or ex husband, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But let's leave that one there. Um, <laughs> but no, it's that. So in 1999, I moved into, I did um, my personal training course. And then um, in the year after, I decided to do my nutrition qualification. Um, and I had my daughter. So I kind of did it. Thankfully, it was a non- home study as well. So I oh, managed okay. to do it over a two year period and I became a nutritionist. So. That's where that's. That's
0: started. interesting, isn't it? Because they're, they're the two edges of the sword, aren't they? The fitness and the nutrition. Yeah, I think, right. I think the
2: nutrition for me was more of a passion for me than than the fitness really. Um, I'd uh, suffered a lot of. Uh, irritable bowel problems and things like that while I was working because my job was so stressful. I had, yeah. I ended up having quite a long period of time off because I became quite poorly. And when I went to the doctors, they gave me steroid tablets to make me better. And I read the packet and I just thought, no. Mm-hmm. So I decided to go into looking at how I could make myself better. And that's how it started with the nutrition. So I decided I needed to, you know, help help myself and then wanted to help others as well so that's where it all started really nutrition wise for me
0: and yeah and you know you do do an, an awful lot especially women sort of of your age and starting later on yeah, when and, it comes to menopause and, fitness. and that.
2: Yeah so when I, I didn't know I was in perimenopause I don't think and I think there's a lot more information now certainly with, since the Davina McCall um, you know program and that's moving into that scene with her coming on and making a big thing of it in the media Hmm. before that i don't think there was anything to tell anybody what to do how to do it and certainly i don't think the gps know an awful lot about menopause at all so and i certainly didn't either even as a nutritionist it wasn't an area of expertise for me
0: because there's so much talk about puberty for kids and like the changes to their body but there doesn't seem to be so much talk about what happens to people when they get older, you know, it's...
2: Exactly, and I don't actually think people know what menopause actually means. A lot of women don't actually know that it is the cessation of their periods and that actually happens, menopause, you are in menopause when you actually haven't had your cycle for a continuous period of 12 months. Okay. So, you know, though I don't think women even know that. A lot of women don't even know that really. And um, that's the
1: perimenopause Perimenopause part, is so. the
2: period up to... Be, being full menopause which is not having a period for a full 12 months not having your cycle your menstrual cycle for 12 months so, so up to that know. point you're perimenopause yeah
1: it can know. be it's it's a bit i'm not sure because i've i've had a uh, cancer treatment and as a result of that i've had my ovaries and yeah. everything removed and i've been on hormone suppressors for two and a half years mm. now so i was in a medically induced menopause, menopause yeah and now i'm in menopause j- the menopause yeah. but my body is responsible because it happened so suddenly there was no gradual process for my body it just happened bish bash bosh that's it i'm in the menopause um that my body's. i've struggled with it quite a lot i've had mm. the i've had the side effects absolutely hammer me I've had, and that's sort of my own fault. They offered me a, a, a gentle medication to take for 10 years or a harder hitting one for five years. And I thought, yeah, I'd I'd, I'd, t- I'd do it. i will take the five smash it. I can yeah.
0: imagine that. <laughs> I'll just I do mind. it. I'll just yeah. do it. I'll
1: get it done. Get it out of the way. But, um, no, it's it, the way it's affected my bones, my skin, my strength, my stamina everything i and, think it's uh, tough for cancer patients because they're thrown it, into
2: menopause you know I,
1: that is on the back of having treatment as well so i was also recovering from that so
2: yeah i'm not entirely sure what... i think the treatment exacerbates menopause symptoms as well yeah with cancer patients because i've had a few cleanse clients that i've worked with um and um I think, uh, you know, when you're thrown into it like that, it's really difficult, isn't it, to understand what's going on and what to do. Um, so I think your body just almost goes into a like a spasm, really, doesn't it? You know, you just like, oh, my God, this is happening. And, you know, you're just struggling to understand what the symptoms are because I think a lot of menopause symptoms uh, assimilate to other conditions as well and yeah. the feelings of fatigue or... Well, I, yeah. I wasn't
1: sure what was menopause and what was... Treatment, treatment induced. Yeah. I wasn't sure where the line was. It was pretty blurred.
2: There's almost fifty known symptoms of menopause, which is huge, very varied, from tingling fingers to obviously the usual brain fog, night sweats, hot flushes, tick 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 tick. tick, <laughs> tick yeah. And I think the hot flushes and and um, you know the night sweats that side of it is common with. Uh, cancer patients when they're thrown into menopause. Yeah, I like sweats. Them. The sweats
1: are. are uh, <laughs> I've grown very fond of them. Yeah, they're just a part of who I am. <laughs> I.
0: It's a sarcasm? I don't know. I mean, like
1: definitely <laughs> sarcasm. They are a part of who I am.
0: I mean, I I've heard of them. That's the one, most common one I've heard of is the 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 night sweats. The, 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 yeah. the, uh, hot the hot flushes, yeah. and stuff like that. Because yeah. um, I used to I used to work with a lady. I'm not going to mention her name, um, but she was always cold always cold always had a cardigan on or I had something around her neck and she'd always have the the heating up and we'd always be like sweating she'd be like oh it's cold in here isn't it and we were like no and apparently that was because of her menopause and i felt you know uh, i felt like it's if it, it feels like it's something that we should be able to talk about but it feels like somebody shouldn't ask about is that is that kind of like the the, the men- I think, I mentality think
2: i think that's the mentality in society and, yeah. in it but i think you know people like me are the people that are trying to and Davina mccall are trying to reverse that really yeah. and you know make it easy for men and women to talk about it because i don't think i you know i've been going into and working with companies um doing menopause workshops to help staff uh, and managers you know work through the menopause um and um i found the men a lot more open than actually the women to talk about it
0: yeah.
2: Um, I thought it'd be the other way around, but it wasn't. It was actually the women that found it a little bit harder to talk about it, even though you know there weren't any men in the room.
0: I guess, I guess, when it comes to guys talking about it, I mean, me talking about my the colleague I used to work with, I can just throw that out there and be like, I'm not going to mention a name, but this is how she behaved. Whereas, oh, you know. Ladies, yourself might might feel a bit self conscious about some of your symptoms. Maybe it's not something you want to talk about, you know. And I
2: think that's what it is. I think women feel embarrassed about their symptoms because some of them are quite debilitating. Um, And um, I think it's that from that point of view that they don't feel that they want to share that with. Certainly not with a male manager, anyway. Or
0: I'm sure it's like pretty. It's pretty common to to get the symptoms that you're just scared to talk about. I'm sure
2: it is there's a there's a big group of very common symptoms of yeah. you know, like the night the night sweats, the hot flushes the brain fog um the emotional side
1: um uh, I found I'm a lot more emotionally stable than I used to be <laughs> i when i when I had periods i was i really really struggled emotionally I struggled oh I can't even explain it but life was really confusing for me for like 10 days every month. And that was just really exhausting. But now I'm fairly constant, pretty level. Mm -hmm. The only thing that affects it is tiredness, which I get sometimes, but that's just life, isn't it? Yeah. So I find that I'm more stable on that. I think it's the mood and the anxiety. And
2: it's it's hard to describe unless you've got, you're in it. It, It's like a a sense of loss. It's a, a feeling of, women don't know where they are anymore they don't know who they are anymore and the sense of loss comes from the fact that they're losing and depleting the estrogen in the body and progesterone and the other hormones testosterone as well and it's that it's a huge sense of loss
0: i've been learning a lot about i know this is this is completely different subject a lot about guys in testosterone recently as well because i've been watching um two bears one Cave, which is my favorite podcast of bert Kreischer and tom Segura. i don't shut up about them really but they're talking about um bert Kreis's testosterone levels are like dangerously low and i didn't realize that could be a, an issue i didn't realize that was an issue and i was like okay hormones are really important right Is the point i'm trying to make.
2: uh horm- hormones rule our lives actually yeah, yeah. Uh, We have, uh, you know, numerous uh, hormones uh, in the body, including the three sex hormones, but there's three types of hormones and oestrogen, progesterone and testosterone are the three sex hormones, you know, which obviously Mm -hmm. rule that side of of, uh, our bodies. Um, And um, I think uh, testosterone is a a hormone that depletes uh, certainly, well, obviously for men and for women, but certainly depletes for women Obviously, over the age of 35, 40, particularly over the age of 40. And I think women in particular have a, a huge um, issue with sarcopenia, which is the muscle loss in the body. And it, it uh, de- degenerates quite rapidly over the It decreases quite rapidly over the age of 40. And then, obviously, going into perimenopause with the hormones depleting as well, and one of them is testosterone. And HRT only contains oestrogen and progesterone, so testosterone isn't part of that, and it's not readily available at, w- at the minute for women. they
0: kind of like, eat more bananas, yeah, it's just, you know, it's, it's got to, you've got to find ways to get it. You know? Yeah.
2: No, there's. I mean, you can have access. You have to pay for. You'd yeah, have to course. pay for testosterone course. at the minute, I think, and I hope some, at some point that it will come back in. But that's where strength training comes in, because strength training helps and assists the body to produce more testosterone again. And it mm. and it, you get it for you know shorter periods of time. But obviously, the continuation of you building strength training into your life.
0: And this so. is where your evolution as a bodybuilder and the journey you've been through is really, really important because you can share your journey and help others, right?
2: It is, but that was inadvertent, actually, because when I first started bodybuilding when I was 47, I obviously didn't know I was in perimenopause until, you know, because when you compete, you can lose your periods anywhere. You go into a menorrhea when you do the severe dieting. So I didn't have a period for a very long time, and I assumed it was because of bodybuilding. Um, And then obviously... I realised that actually, you know, um, when I came out of the competing, then we go back into building your periods back up again. I just, mind just didn't come back and I realised I was in menopause.
0: Were you doing things, uh, I'll ask this question, then I'm going to go and get my camera so I can tell you, but um, uh, were you doing things that you definitely shouldn't be doing when you are in menopause?
2: No, I don't think so. I mean, obviously competing is... Um, not for the faint-hearted it's tough prep is very very tough on the body um it isn't it isn't the healthiest thing generally um certainly the 16-week period we do when we're leading into stage it's um you know it's not not healthy on the body but that's where the coaching and the knowledge that you have and you have a have a really good prep coach that allows you to um, feed yourself well that nutrition wise supplement wise particularly um that you manage your rest and your recovery and you do love that and you go into stage as healthy as you possibly can but um as a, as an issue for menopause or
1: perimenopause i don't think so no i don't think um do you think you doing that was helping that stage of life that you're in, helping I being think, in the menopause, I think menopause.
2: Yeah, I think strength training for me. I think it changed my life. I think I didn't have any symptoms at all, like the ones that you you you're having. I have had none of those. I've not had help flushes. I haven't had anything. I've, I feel lately wow. maybe as going deep into menopause and I'm come. You know, um, I feel the the brain fog thing where I know I've got to write things down and you know and I was like, is that an age thing? So I'm actually fifty three and you know, I'm like running three aspects of my business, you know, I've got one to ones, I've got my group training, I've got my online coaching and I've got my menopause. I've got like three or four uh you know sort of um uh you know parts to my business and um you know managing all four of those I'm busy, I've got to write stuff down. So I think a lot of things are put down to the menopause maybe that don't need to be <laughs> But it's just a know, handy excuse. I, I think it's a handy excuse, isn't yeah. it? I think if you, you know, you don't know where your car keys are in the morning, and you find them in the fridge. Then, yeah, that's that's menopause, isn't it? That's very brain foggy. Yes, let's hope so. <laughs> when you you're rushing out the door and you've made your lunch and you forget it, is it? No, is it? Is it life or is it menopause? That's the problem, and I think that is fundamentally the problem that we we don't know because we are busy now. Women are very busy. Uh, they lead very busy lives don't they they're running the home the kids and trying to work and if you're trying to work at the same time then we are very very busy aren't we and uh i think we uh so don't we forget sometimes how much we do
0: yeah and i feel like some that's you know psychologically it can be a dangerous thing to go down you know i was talking about like sort of christmas and how things got really busy for us at the biscuit you know taking on too much really yeah it really really affected me like it was Mm -hmm. really hard to sort of get back on track um and i guess with you uh because you you got your own personal training to worry about you got a business to run and you had your competition that (laughs) yeah (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> I'm being great today i going to get the camera chik, 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 chik. Down, the, down the thing sneezing down the mic oh, sorry um, I'm trying to get a job and I'm, I'm, I'm sending links to people I'm like yo listen to my amazing audio on the podcast and they're going to listen to this episode and be like never never giving him a job ever <laughs> yeah so trying to fit so much into your life how do you manage to do that without driving yourself insane is what I'm trying to say
2: Um, I'm not sure I am insane <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if, if you see Saying you're not normal are you not, <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm unstable
0: <laughs> oh, okay i like
1: ridiculously that. unstable
0: <laughs>
1: how many notepads have you got on the go <laughs> about four excellent good yeah,
0: yeah. Um,
1: I, I make
2: no i write everything down i make notes i get up very early in the morning i plan the night before i prep my food oh, it must prep, take so prepping an organization became organization. a massive part of my life the night before and right back to the you know, when do you get your food in? When you do your food shop, um, having all of that, you can't be um, you can't be a competitor and an athlete without that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes at sense. All um, the it, it, organisation and prep is huge, right? and down to the you know, I've got a pill pot. I put my pills in every day, my supplements, <laughs> um, and taking those because it's those are supplementations um, very very important when you're competing.
0: Um, talking about the competing. Um mm-hmm. let's talk about this this competition because it is massive. It was a national competition you went for. Yeah, like, what- so
2: that one there, that was my qualifier in Manchester. Um uh that was September that was That was the fourth <laughs> <laughs> of September. Um I qual- I qualified for the British Finals uh in October 2021 and um I was going to compete in 21 and then I didn't. Um, Yeah, life took over, business was busy, lots of things happening. So, um, and I didn't feel my physique was up to it. And I'd always said to myself that I would never step on stage because it's harsh on the body, it's expensive, it's not a cheap thing to do. Um, And I I didn't want to waste my time or my coaches and stand there and um, do it if I didn't feel like I could win, because I'm a very competitive person as well.
0: I imagine there's got to be a lot of that when you, when you, I mean, because. To get to where you're meant to be, Uh, I guess it's got to be a lot of, not mental torture, but you are against you, aren't you, when you're in the gym?
2: It's only you against you. It isn't you against anybody
1: else and anybody stepping on stage for any other reason. I mean, the focus that and the determination that you must be able to muster. That, I mean, I can, I can just about go on a small run and it's an effort it to is. do it's that. Tough.
2: It's tough when you come out of your off-season, which, which is where I am now. When you come out of your off-season and you've gone from a little bit of flexi eating and lots of food and then you start, you go, right, 16 weeks, this is it. Oh. You now have four to six litres of water a day. Um, all of your meals are literally micromanaged to the gram. So you weigh every single item of food. Um, I don't
1: think I the could the be disciplined enough.
0: Well, I'm on the keto diet and I'm I'm struggling with like, like 20 grams of carbs, 30 <laughs> grams of carbs. Or it is. Or uh, so like yeah. that would, uh, I'd be like, oh the, oh, the sweet curry sauce from McDonald's, is that a dip on it, will it? Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, so yeah. I guess yeah. that takes a lot of discipline. Yeah. It
2: does. Right down to, you know, the, the teaspoon of peanut butter. It was, it, there's no guessing. It's weighed.
0: Wow. wow. The apple
2: weighed, the banana weighed.
0: How long does it take for a competition like you you, know, you were doing How long does it take to start preparing like a year, six months how long?
2: I think it depends where you are as, as you know physically as a as an athlete if you've already been training for a long time I only started strength training when I was 47.
0: And this is what inspire, you inspire me so much, because I'm 36 years old, I'm thinking, I mean, I'm, I'm back, oh, I shouldn't really say this on the podcast, but I'm back at the gym one day, I'm going to go and have a run and see how I feel and just get back into it. Because when I was, a few years before I moved to Shrewsbury, I was very fit. I was running 4k a day. Yeah,
2: I think you told me when yeah. you came over, didn't you?
0: Uh, I, did I show you the pictures when I used to go to the gym? I was super skinny, super fit, and and then I, I then life, and then life, <laughs> and then I put lots and lots of weight on. um And uh, uh, I haven't
2: oh, seen your skinny photo. <laughs> um, share, please that's, share. That's
0: me.
1: Look at that! Oh She's wow, jawline! Oh, oh my goodness! That's me with yeah
0: a normal body. um Wow. I look like a completely different person. That's me and Kaz, my wife. Yeah,
2: you do.
0: Yeah. I keep them photos just to be like, see, that's what you did. You can do it. Once, yeah. You can? can do it. This is me with pecs and stuff, you know. And, <laughs> yeah, you, know, uh, you can so do it. I, 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 wanna get, I want to get, I'd like to get back to that. And I used to think, you're 36, man. You're like, you know, that's it. To sit now, you can be. I think there's things ugly, but <laughs> I think not.
2: Thing, I think your life. There's things in your life that have to be stable, isn't there? In yeah. order for yeah. you to move into things like that, and and yeah. you have to be right in the right mindset, don't you? In the right place. Yeah, so you have to be ready and want to, and otherwise it doesn't happen, you know. Because you know, I work with. I've worked with hundreds and thousands of women helping them lose weight, and the one thing that I know, and I ask them when they walk through my door is, "Are you?" are you
0: ready yeah and that's your head
1: ready is your mindset ready do you know what i feel like i've been ready for a long time but i was my previous relationship um we had different ideas of how we wanted to live and at the time i didn't realize how conflicting and silly that was now it's over i'm i've got i'm I'm not up against anything I can live how I want to live and choose my lifestyle and I am choosing to be healthier and more active and and work out more and I feel really good about it but I've always wanted to do that for the last few years before I got ill as well I've always wanted to live like that but I haven't I didn't have the lifestyle supporting me around me to yeah. help facilitate that so I, I, mm. it was never consistent for me mm. you've got a very supportive wife alex i do yeah <laughs> you don't have
0: this excuse i'm very lucky my <laughs> wife I, I was like oh i've got a got a podcast tomorrow I've got a susan shot coming on she's like okay <laughs> yay <laughs> a lot of people's wives would be like what you didn't even tell me like you know but she's like, yeah
2: um i do i i agree verity
1: i think you've got to have a huge support network um you know um and people around you know one of my I closest that, that, friends becky she did spin at your
2: becky gym. lou
1: becky. yeah oh we do yes, yes. so you, did you you
2: did didn't you you came i did you? come yeah that's a few it. Times. And when you walked in the door and i thought i know
1: that <laughs> yes yes i do she covers for me yeah actually. yeah mm? she, she's fabulous but mm. people with that sort of mindset that's um i didn't i wasn't yeah. surrounded with them i am now mm.
0: i like i like things like this um one of the, uh, one of the, one of the uh, podcasts I used to really enjoy was Jane Silent Bob Get Old, because I love Kevin Smith and I love Jason Mewes. Um, they made Clerks and mall Rats and Jane Silent Bob. And, you know, Jason Mewes um, ended up with a really bad drug habit, right? And he went into rehab, he got from recovery. And the idea of this podcast was to check in every week and be like, are you okay? Are you sober? Are you doing well? And then it went on to get in like hundreds of people turn up every every week to come to see this thing. Then it went to the world tour. So then he had thousands and thousands of people around the world checking in with Jason Muse every week. Are you okay?
1: That is lovely. Yeah, and he's mm. been,
0: been sober ever since. You know, he's doing really, really well. Um, and I think I've, that was a, a, a imagine having a support, support structure of hundreds of of people around the world, millions in fact. You know, you
1: think that many people. I think are I think
2: it's proven, isn't it? i think the support network is proven to help people whether it's you know a drug or food or weight or whatever it is
0: whatever your voice is
2: i think so yeah yeah, because um i have a community a whatsapp community of women that um you know they join when they become a member of girls get lean my uh, my business name and um I I can see, and even like today, it makes me smile and I watch the women chatting with each other and sharing their journeys and sharing you know that somebody's been on holiday and she fell off the wagon and like the girls are going you can do it you know you've got this let's get your water right and you know plan your food and this is what I did that helped me and you know and they're chatting between themselves and like yeah I'm gonna go to the gym later and then yeah I've been this morning and I got my 10k steps in and I love that it's and I like absolutely it's people. just like heartwarming for me to see you know to to be the person that brings these women together that are helping and supporting each other because you do I think you need support. But, um, nice.
0: is that why yeah. you do like park and stuff so you are around similar people to you
2: yeah i think mm. so i find I think it really that's nice. why park one yeah. run, run works because it's a community
0: yeah and, I, 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 and
2: you're around like-minded people aren't you and i think that's key
0: that,
2: it is and that was the same for me in bodybuilding um the most exciting thing for me was the people that i'd meet at the competitions and the women that i'd meet backstage because it's like the like it's like a family it's very rare to have you know any bitchiness or anything like that backstage we're all we all know and respect how hard we have worked to actually get to that point to be there to even be backstage and it's respect to each and every one of the, of the of them that's there. And we all respect each other that whoever wins will win for the right reasons. Oh, that's nice. You know, and the judging on the day, you know, is objective and it's we don't have any, Mm. you know, part in what they decide. We just can bring our best. And so... You will very often see the women hugging and celebrating and, and shaking hands with each other.
0: I guess it's because it's not like a contact sport or a sport like football where you're against each other. Like, like you said, you're all aware of the sacrifices that you guys have all made yeah. and the tr- and not the trouble, but the the, the effort. You, like you just said, the made that that you put into it. Yeah, so that's it's nice. it's nice it's,
2: it's a, an enormous personal sacrifice, you know with family probably as well personally socially you know and there's a lot that we give up to do that and that's our choice obviously um but you know you can be you know off season and still if you want to actually make um an impression and do well on stage then your off season is as important as the prep period as well so you know, um, you know, alcohol is not really something that we, um, you know, include a huge amount in our diet, even on off season. It's, uh, you know, that's part of life because alcohol does not work well with, uh, strength training and, uh, muscle growth.
0: Okay. Uh, that's, that's one I'll, I'll put on my list for Monday when I get to, uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> take the gin out your water bottle.
0: <laughs>
2: take the gin out your water
0: bottle. <laughs> no rum, no rum this week. um. I'm looking at my phone because what I did is I've been asking people today sort of like yeah. uh, questions. The question I've asked, and I've, this is uh, the Shropshire and Business Group. Um, Alex McCarthy is a great life and business coach. and We went to one of her events. I couldn't go last night because I'd take Timmy to Taekwondo. <laughs> Dad stuff, you know, I couldn't go. Mm-hmm. Um, but they meet up at Holy Flamble uh, business owners and they talk about their business and, and they sort of network and, and talk about familiar it was quite nice when we went there, wasn't it? Yeah, it was lovely. A yeah. well, nice evening. Got ahead, we couldn't make it last night. But I asked them, I asked those guys if uh, the question was, when it comes to fitness or any life success, because I feel like when it comes to being successful in life and in fitness, there's kind of similarities, I guess. Like, you've got to be driven to be able to run a business. You've got to be driven to be able to be fit. Um, what's the biggest hurdle um, and how did you beat it? Uh, and Becky Lisney put... Um, Uh, time is a massive hurdle and it can be boring. I think she's talking about the gym. Cardio is the worst and it's honest to God, the most boring thing. I can imagine Becky saying this actually. So I stick to weights, uh, when I do train, uh, but it's time, money and access to a gym. Um, how do you respond to that? Like time and and cardio and access to a gym, you know, they are genuine things, aren't
2: they? They are genuine things. I think, um, bodybuilding requires a gym. I think it's you know, I think in COVID obviously lots of people obviously built up their own little gyms at home, didn't they? And mm. acquired barbells and plates and goodness.
0: There's lots of like water bottles <laughs> and stuff being turned into dumbbells. There that was a, like it was, tins and
2: it was amazing actually, yeah. watching what, how people managed at home because all these you know completely avid lifelong bodybuilders were you know building spaces at home good
0: um, chest reps for
2: books I think it was incredible <laughs> what the people actually did and yes. I think what they realised what they could actually achieve with a few dumbbells tubes and a barbell and that sort of thing so I suppose it is possible at home but I think home it's very difficult for people to train mm-hmm. at home because there's always too much other things going on isn't there That's I think, think men men are better at that than women definitely
0: yeah
2: yeah i do i think mm. men are much more focused than women at home
0: i i yeah do you know what i think i'd rather be at the gym though because i, I don't it. have a lot of space here i'd hate my wife to see me struggling doing press-ups in the lounge here i know she'd be like you freaking idiot <laughs> she'd be like what are I'd, you
1: doing i'd actually quite like to see you do a press-up <laughs> i was literally just thinking i'd love it <laughs> I'd i can think do press-ups cool, yeah
0: yeah, you want to do a press up? Yeah, okay. come yeah. on. Let's see. It's been a while since I've done a press up. You oh you're
1: not going to take pictures are you? No, I yeah, wouldn't do that, on. Alex. <laughs> Definitely not getting my phone out.
2: Yeah, we get, we're going to post these.
1: My goodness, he's hey, going. Have you been on. counting?
2: Don't do yourself an injury. There
0: you
1: go. Good, good Yay. form.
2: Good form. <laughs> Amazing form. Well done.
1: Great. I used to. I used to be. What well yeah, a mate! I, did, I, was I was hoping that would be a bit more embarrassing. Yeah, eh? but I did quite we well. Thought, we were hoping your belly flop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you just done me a favour. I've <laughs> got a runny nose from doing that. <laughs> Who gets a funny nose after doing press ups? Oh my god! Um, so what you're saying is <clears throat>
2: those are common barriers that I hear every single day of the week. Time, you know, this, that, and the other, and it's mundane and, at times. It is, it is mundane at times. There's days since I stepped on stage last year where I've been very demotivated and uh, I can always think of something else to do. But I also feel like we're very, the human race is very good at making excuses as well. Yes. And I think we all have time.
0: Especially those human How beings that are named Whiteley. I mean, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think we all have time. I think it's the motivation and the focus uh, that's. You know the biggest challenge for a lot of people, and the consistency to continue that. So I think we all have time. We choose whatever we want to do with our twenty-four hours in the mm-hmm. day. Don't we? It's, it's reshuffling it. Yeah. It is. Whether yeah. we get up an hour earlier, because I know people that go to the gym at half past five in the morning, and there are gyms that are open all night, aren't they? Now twenty-four yeah, yeah. hours. Yeah. yeah. Um, and whether you then choose to use your lunch break by sitting there or going out for a walk and getting your steps in. Or whether you have to go straight home at night with the kids, and I think the biggest factor for a lot of men and women as well, uh, or women and men, I should say, is the is the the children and the things that happen around the children. I'd say the children for me was probably a massive barrier, um, and I think you need a very supportive family if you're even con- contemplating, you know, being an avid fitness fanatic or bodybuilder to do that.
0: So. The, the feeling of satisfaction you get from Going for a run or going to the gym or um I d I do miss that and I feel like it'll definitely help my mental health because there'll be days like tomorrow, oh, I'll have an awful lot to do tomorrow. Someone's gonna be like wandering around the apartment like to the gym. Um I think you should do it. I was gonna start Monday. <laughs> I suppose I could do.
2: There's a phrase that we have in the fitness industry tomorrow never comes.
0: Okay. Okay, we'll go to and so the gym mon- tomorrow. I'll send you a so picture. Monday, Monday's, <laughs> no-
2: Monday's, no- Monday's <laughs> never gonna happen. You've just got to the So just do it. Like today, I said to my, I said to my girls,
0: stop. Stop. Email or phone stop. stop. <laughs> Google just. <laughs> There. I said to my
2: girls today there's a negative and a positive mindset, isn't there? You can say, mm, "I'll try" or I "might be able to" or "I'm not sure I can do that." And I said, "I can. I will. I am." There's those three those just those three phrases, "I can, I will, I am." And if you use those and you you treat them like affirmations every day, I think the mantra is that you will change the, you know, how your brain processes what you can and can't do. And if you tell yourself you can't, you won't if you tell yourself you can, you will. And I think that there's a very, it's a very different mindset. And I think the result from that is going to be very different than the result from you saying, mm, I might go tomorrow, I might go Monday. I'm going tomorrow. And I'm going Monday. Are I'm you?
1: going this evening. Are you with me? You are. I am, yeah. Yeah, I'm going You've after this. You've just been for a run, though. I know. And then I'm going to go to a class at the gym. Yeah, there you go. Wow.
0: I'm going tonight. Last dedication.
1: <laughs> I'm going to go after this. Yeah? Mm.
0: Okay. There we go, look i do need to find no pressure up <laughs> see i need to find, I, I wish i had a bit more money because the ballantyne gin right here is amazing and i just mega bucks isn't it um but i'm at the quarry and the um and sports village which are, okay. are accessible yeah. they got a nice gym there it's quite Apparently good I, I could yeah. go for a swim as well at the good. quarry for they can do parking so yeah but then there's only like the one pool oh, okay right this is this is the thing right <laughs> downstairs in the swim baths in the quarry i'm not i'm not doing it i'm sorry not until i you know i'm sorted i'm not going to go swimming go in a swim pool Do you know what? where there's an actual gallery where people can sit and watch me swim
1: i was at the gym the other day and i was in the sauna and the sauna is quite a social place in my gym everyone chit chats and it's lovely and there were two guys in there who were chatting about their girlfriends and both of them were saying like i i don't know the names but Oh, they won't come in here. They won't, they won't come swimming or come in the sauna. They'll just stay in the gym because they're too paranoid about what they look like in a swimming costume. And it made me feel so sad because I thought, I'm here. I've had my boobs taken off. I am not a typical looking woman.
0: Yeah, but this is why you're a warrior and and, and, and you're an absolute.
1: She is a warrior. But but I just thought, if I can sit here.
0: I don't think you and understand how, uh, like, amazing your mind actually works. I mean, like, because... I don't
1: know. I don't know about positive. that. I, that. But I, just, I just felt like going, where are your girlfriends? Let me go and have a chat with them, for goodness sake. Come on. I'd, Come on, I'd girls. i want to do the same. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, but the thing is, with the, with the quarry, there's, like, a bit with chairs where people sit and watch, and I'd be I like, say, nobody...
1: And I'm a good swimmer as well. I've got we'll the like Nobody you. cares what no. you look like. No. Okay. Oh, yeah. They don't. Everyone's too That's concerned true. about what... They look like they're, they're thinking about how their people are looking at them, and and we don't care how they look like either. No, I don't think you should give a flying.
0: Okay, All right. I don't, I
2: don't
1: want to burst your bubble. No one's do, looking at you.
0: No one cares. No, I, did, I did have a game plan. So like I'm doing really well on keto. I mean, like I've, you got, are. I've got like definition in my face and stuff now, which is great. And I'm really happy about that. And normally I don't care about what I look like. But when in, when I'm doing something like press ups or when I'm <laughs> at the gym or swimming and people are sort of.
1: They were also awesome you actually, looked great. Anyway. You look fab. You look great doing them press ups. Oh, fantastic. Okay. All right. I didn't take it. Right, let's get another question. I won't send it to you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> send it to me. Send me the video. I, I, want, to set, yeah. I want to check my form. That's yeah. why I like as well. I was like mirrors and gym. I was because, checking
2: you for.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's because, And you can tell like, I used to train, right? You can tell that like, I used to... Not, not, I wouldn't say that. I was like...
1: Yeah, so get out there, Al. Come okay, on. I can do it. I'd make you, you can. feel better. If
0: we got um, an answer okay. from uh, Stacey Oliver. Um, she says, excitement. I lack the excitement feeling. I do yoga as it brings me to a calm space and I enjoy cold water swimming because of the buzz and fresh feeling after, but generic exercise doesn't bring me joy or excitement. Making it childlike and fun is the best way to combat that for me. Make me giggle and I'm in and achieve goals. So that that's, I guess that's adapting the exercise to fit with your persona, right? You're Who you are.
2: I think, yeah, I think we all have our own th- likes and dislikes, don't we? Um, but I have had ladies come in through my door that have never strength trained before and I make my classes really good fun. Um, we have a lot of fun particularly on friday nights <laughs> we have a buzz on a friday night and a, and a laugh and they work really hard and they don't know they're working really hard uh the banter's fantastic uh they leave they leave through the door and they can't wait to come back next week and it
0: just that's a that wax on wax off heart. thing isn't it?
2: it is an absolute wax
0: on wax off <laughs> yeah because you did not realize you're training when you're doing it <laughs> we did have another one but it's on facebook it looks like i'm looking at my phone but i'm not right. I'm, um, and this one is from my good friend jane pickworth who's a good friend of ours. Um, and she put... Oh, we've got another one. Oh, it's Sal Tong saying she's looking forward to listening to this. Oh, thank you, Sal. Uh, Jane put, uh, the biggest hurdle I I always hit with is... Uh, fitness is injury I'm stuck at the moment with whiplash and I can't do weights or hula hoop she likes it she's a voice actress uh, and she likes to hula hoop uh, and that's how she gets her core strength from, yeah. for doing the voices yeah. she's wonderful <clears throat> she'll do hula hooping while she's on roller skates around the house like she's wonderful
1: um I would break bones doing that for sure
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and I asked for menopause tips uh, and Jane says menopause tips balance with diet because our metabolism shut slows down and I've noticed I don't burn calories like I used to But I also believe it's a mindset. I will be in control of my body and ride those hormones. Right on. Yeah.
2: It's definitely diet. I definitely believe exercise and diet are a massive part. I watched um, the menopause doctor do a, a video on Instagram a couple of weeks ago, and she said she got women coming in saying that they didn't feel... Like they should feel the need to change their diet or exercise. And the thought of exercise would, you know, was just ho- horrifying. Why are, we, why are we telling these women that, are, you know, going through all of this, that they need to think about exercise first? And I'm like, what? So obviously I made a statement on the thread and I got a lot of response back. And I'm thinking, well, actually, hang on, you feel the way that you do because your diet isn't very good and you don't have any energy because you're not making your body do anything overload on carbs every day and (laughs) if you don't address your diet then you are going to feel you know um that make the symptoms worse you know it's it's, menopausal symptoms are 60 percent worse if worse if you are obese or overweight and that's a huge statistic um so for me i think i anybody that walks through my door, I make sure that they learn about nutrition and fitness first and exercise. And then if you don't feel, if you still feel like your symptoms are bad and you can't cope, um, you know, with the night sweats or what's happening to your body and you still feel the need to, you know, uh, you know, explore HRT, then absolutely a 100. I am in with HRT. Um, it, it's not a magic pill. And I think, There's a lot, you know, on there. They've gone from not talking about it to talking about it and making the magic pill everything. So it's gone from one extreme to the other for me because I don't think it is a magic pill. I know a lot of women that choose not to take it. I don't think our bodies were designed to to have hormones in them forever. That's not the way that we were designed. We were designed to lose those hormones. And I think managing them when you come out the other side, the body adapts to it and it will adapt to it. Uh, so, what would be the difference
0: in someone like generally? Obviously, we can't talk about individuals, but like someone that didn't take HRT and someone that did. Like, what would happen? Would things slope quickly? And like,
2: it's very. It is the menopause is a very individual journey. Of course, you know it's completely individual, and even with the best diet and the best fitness, some people can still really struggle, um, and and require HRT. So, you know. I was going to ask
1: that because with diets, there are certain foods and certain diets that will suit some people and not others. Exactly. And it, it's about finding the balance for it is, the individual.
2: It is because we've got so many hormones in our body that those are only three of them. There's a lot of other hormones at play. You've got cortisol, which is obviously very, uh, which is pumped out from the adrenal glands, which is obviously um, functions in times of stress. Mm hmm you know, and obviously stress factors right now, you know, we have lots of different types of stresses, but lately we, we suffer a lot more chronic stress, don't we? Yes. Life is a
0: lot, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> life
2: is a lot more stressful. And, and, and I think the cortisol is, you know, is, um, is a, a hormone that affects testosterone for one as well. So there's lots of, of things that uh, cortisol affects in when, when we're, when we're stressed. So, I think that the lifestyle factors that somebody has, you don't know what, you know, you can say, change your diet, change your fitness, but it's the lifestyle factors as well that will also equally have an impact on that person going through peri and menopause as well in terms of what they do about managing cortisol.
1: There are some things for me that became a bigger deal once I was menopausal. So if I hadn't drunk, I drink a lot of water a couple of litres a day minimum. Um but if I drank any less than that I was slightly dehydrated my night sweats would be worse and I'd wake up in the night several more times. And if I overate in the evening or and or ate too late same again my sleep's stupidly disrupted and I'm awake and my night sweats are terrible. So there there are certain things that never used to affect or bother me but with trial and error and going how can I do that differently? Yeah. And um, I did feel a bit, I yeah. should have drunk some more or, or whatever. Yeah. It's it's quite a hard journey sometimes, isn't it? Finding the, well. It is. I think water, um, I mean, our bodies are made up
2: of 60, 60% water. So I think water for me is one of the first things I'd say and for anybody in any health situation, that water would be the first thing I'd up your Up your intake. I'd up to, yeah. Yeah. For weight loss, for fatigue. Cancer, You know, everything. I think water has a massive part to play in the functioning of the body because it makes the organs function well and we can't function without water. The kidneys, the liver, all of that, and all of those obviously yeah. react, you know, we react hormonally to those functioning well as well in the brain. And water is essential. The brain needs to be hydrated as well. So there's a lot of things. Play. So water is like one of those things that I'd suggest everybody looks at, whatever their... Uh,
0: are there any, um, and maybe some of the the people that are listening uh, to this may might be able to answer this as well in the comments, or whatever. But like, do you think there are pressures in society or peer pressure from your friends, things that are going on in our jobs and our day to day that are really bad for people with with menopause that aren't addressed properly? Is there anything in our day to day that we probably need a bit more understanding with? um especially if you've got if you've got a friend that's going for the menopause right now or going for the beginnings of menopause what not to ask them and what not to suggest or not be like oh come out for a few points, not feeling well well I'll come out anyway do you know what i mean like is there something we need to do a bit more of or less of even
2: um i think we just need to be more understanding of menopause in general don't we and um that I always say that you don't know what's going on behind closed doors for somebody. And I think, you know, like the night sweats and that side of it is one of the most debilitating symptoms, I think, for menopause. And I think going out and sweating and, you know, you know, being out sweating, it's like I'm sweating right now, actually. But I mean, going out and sweating when you're on a night out or going out with friends and things like that. And at work as well, I think it's very debilitating at work. And it was one of the things that I talk about in the uh, menopause workshops in the man- in the staff and management workshops is how to help staff feel better and just be understanding as to what is happening to them um, to make it. You know, accessible for them to go to the toilets more, to be able to change for them to bring and for them to understand, bring a change of clothes with you. You know that you can access and go to the toilet, have toilet trips mm. a little bit more yeah. often. If you feel the need to work from home, then is the flexibility there for that person to work from home? Um, but as a friend, I think I think it's an understanding thing, isn't it? And I think unless you have been through it. Um, You don't know, but I think it's equally as important for that person that's going through the menopause to be open and honest as well and say, actually you know i think i'm in, i think i'm in menopause i mean i think we need to you know attack it like any other you know ailment or virus these days you are just like oh, i've got covid <laughs> i've got i'm in menopause
0: yeah. <laughs> you know and the, uh, let's google let's google what's wrong with me oh my god yeah. i'm dying yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh alex you got a cold oh no it <laughs> says on dr uh, md <laughs> it's
2: just it's just the meno
0: yeah
2: i'm in meno madness and i i trying to make it a little bit more lighthearted these days and i think we should cuz i think that way you know see talking to your friends, and including your circle of friendships in the social scene and the work scene is important.
1: I think understanding is really important for men and for women because the amount of people I've spoken to where the female has gone through the menopause and the the relationship has gone rocky or the relationship has broken down because there's a lack of understanding from both parties so that the woman doesn't know that she's, excuse me, that she's, going what what she's going through can't identify every step and, and no I can it does just a lot it's, of it's a heavy thing in a relationship
2: because certainly if you you know that partner's got anxiety and those sort of symptoms where you're anxious paranoid uh, overthinking where your brain runs over time and you're not sleeping and you've got insomnia uh, so you're tired and you're fatigued and then the cycle goes on you back to the following day where you're anxious again because you're that tired that you can't think straight you know and it's uh it's just that constant cycle of um you know symptom of anxiety i think and i think that's quite a, a traumatic symptom of menopause that most a lot of women that that um, i come across deals with is uh yeah anxiety amongst us you know the brain fog yes but it's manageable the brain fog it's something that we can make fun of
1: i've started two new jobs since i started the menopause and i can tell you the brain fog has been a hurdle
2: has it (laughs) definitely
1: definitely i think that's much slower learner now it
2: is that's one of my biggest things and it's the moment of you know, like now and stopping and thinking, Oh Christ, what was I going to say then? And I, you, it literally goes out of my head. It would go out of my head. And that that's tough for people in a business environment when they're doing presentations mm. and things like that. and They're talking in meetings
1: and you just think, did you, oh you ever my- get where you're literally in the middle of a sentence and you <laughs> go, oh, All the time. See, I don't get that anymore, but I can remember when I first got it, I thought, my brain's broken. Will it ever be mended again? So that's gotten slightly less for me, it but does. I can and remember I think it was as scary. as you go
2: through menopause and come out into post-menopause, it is supposed to get an awful lot better.
1: Yeah, fingers better. crossed. Eh? Yeah.
0: Uh, this is great. I mean, um, but, um, I think this, these are important conversations that we need to have. Uh, and, you know, I'd love to get you back on again to talk about menopausal issues or we can get people on. We do like a like a proper workshop on, on the biscuit. That'd be really Yeah, nice. that'd be
2: great. That'd be lovely. Um, you know, helping other women is fantastic, isn't it? Because I think talking about it and sharing the love and spreading the word that it's okay definitely. to talk about I mean, it, it might support, draw
0: it? draw people towards Girls Get Lean, your business as well. It'd It'd to, to the fact that they know it's a safe space to come and train, learn.
2: It is, know. and have somebody that knows what they're talking about. I think there's a lot of people um you know coaching menopause but i think you can't coach it well unless you've actually physically been through it yourself personally Mm. i think it's very difficult and you know coming across women now that i'm hoping to work with that uh, also want to step on stage as well and are over 40 that the menopause and the perimenopause and the hormonal side and managing the hormones for women over 40 that want to compete is a massive thing for me to help because there's a lot of young coaches out there that have absolutely no idea about how to help a woman train effectively eat effectively and manage their hormones effectively whilst competing
0: yeah, so super important. You
2: know, I went into bodybuilding and I didn't know any of that and I've fluffed it through myself. I mean, obviously being a fitness instructor and, a, you know, a strength coach and a nutritionist has obviously stood me in good stead. But I do fear for a lot of women that are actually trying to do that and not getting the right knowledge and getting the right coaching.
0: But that's what I said earlier, you're proof in the pudding that you, you can am. do it later on in life and you I, can succeed too.
2: They- and I think it's also proved that age is just a number. And that's been one of, one of my biggest hashtags, you know, on my on my Instagram page. Um, at I, Susie I Online incredible. Coaching. Incredible that at the age of 47. And I started, so I'm what? 53 now. So I won the British finals last year at the age of 52. Um, was that
0: with every age as well? Like, was that across the board?
2: Um, my category was over 35s.
1: But
0: that's wow. still I had incredible.
2: Twenty-four ladies in my category. Um, and I'm also in the the PCA federation, which is one of the most traditional bodybuilding federations, and that's why I was really passionate about stepping on stage with them. Um that uh i'm a completely natural athlete and i think as you probably know from that that i've never taken any drugs and i'm steroid free and i'm really proud to say that i am um so to step on stage amongst probably 75 percent of those women that weren't natural generally um and actually win was an even bigger thing for me um for women uh, and for women over thirty-five as well, and even over forty-five, really, uh, they don't have an over forty-fives category at PCA. So,
0: is there is there something about bodybuilding that you carry around with you twenty-four-seven? Is there a is there a, a certain where you hold yourself, or there is a, <laughs> is there a mentality or <laughs> no, the power pose? The, pose. The, the reason I the reason I ask is um, <laughs> I think I may have mentioned him to you before, but um, my my he's passed away now, bless him. Brian Connor. Um, he's my wife's um uncle what's it called uh um great uncle there you go And, his, and I know his brother as well, Peter. Um, and uh, he was a bodybuilder back in like the 60s in Wrexham. Like he was like when they were first starting to turn it into a sport. Mm-hmm. And when he was w- in his later stages in life, he'd, he'd, he'd be hunched over. And he'd, he'd walk past us. We used to live in Columbia. So we walk past and he was great because he was like one of the only English speakers that I could speak to. And he'd just strike a pose. And he'd look. <laughs> he'd look amazing. I'm like, what? what? <laughs> and then he'd go back to sort of shuffle and pass. And i am like... That is something that he's learned like back in the 60s and he's just never forgotten it. You know, that's...
2: I don't think you're a bikini athlete if you don't do
0: that. (laughs) Yeah, he's walk past the mirror and be like, still got it. (laughs) (laughs) yeah but is there something that you carry around with you 24 7 because of your training is it
2: in what sense mentally or
0: mentality or physically is there a certain statue? can you feel it when you don't go to gym or you know oh
2: gosh yeah yeah yeah? definitely i feel it but i'm equally i think from that point of view i am probably quite balanced in that i am aware that as much as it's a, a wonderful thing to step on stage that we also need to be healthy and uh sociable and I don't overdo I, it. I don't overdo it. But I have there's a life outside of that as well that um I choose to lead with my children and my partner and uh, you know, um so that's very um, nice. I'm you know, I've been through divorce myself and uh, you know, come out the other side of that and seen life in a very different way. Um and, you know, obviously met somebody else and very happy and going through all of that. Um, and he's also in bodybuilding as well, which has been wonderful. So I have somebody that's incredibly supportive to me and to my, my goal right now. Um, but I also know that there's a side of life. There's so much to life, isn't there, when you realise when you've had, even like you've buried teeth and you've had cancer and there's there's an aspect to life that you can't miss. Definitely. And for me, I'm, I'm, I'm fully on both sides. You know, I'm aware of both sides and I want to live both sides and... You know in the best way that I can healthy but obviously having fun and but also achieving my goals and inspiring
1: other women what it are was... your goals from now because you've achieved so much Aww. so far <laughs> what, what else have you got on your list
2: um for me to continue ex- inspiring women into strength training and fitness and being healthy because I have and I know what it's done for me and certainly women over 40 going into perimenopause and I want to continue to grow my business business. Like you said as well, Al, earlier about how passionate you are about the podcasting. Um and I think this is fab so I'd love to, you know, take the word and spread it as far and wide as I can in my business, you know, yeah just in the UK but internationally as well.
0: So are you going to um, chain out with with girls get lean or have you done that? I mean,
2: um obviously the online side is the world's your oyster, isn't it really? And yeah. I've got clients in America at the minute. Um nice. uh you know, I've got clients UK wide as well online too. Um, And it's wonderful to, you know, be able to touch people that far and wide through the online side, um, you know, and um, have the website to back that up as well at the minute as well. But um, for me personally, um, I thought I was going to step away last year. I thought I told everybody that was it. I'm going on stage, British finals. Here we go. And then I'm done.
0: <laughs>
2: but then when I won.
0: <laughs> you did a Tom Brady. You are like, I'm, I'm retiring. Like, not anymore.
2: Yeah. yeah it's like, <laughs> it's, change my mind. It's like, yeah, Miss Britain. Maybe not. <laughs> I'll just uh, take that and uh, ride with it. But I think for me this year, it's I suddenly realised uh, being a natural athlete, how massive that was for me to do and what I've achieved as a natural athlete is actually quite phenomenal. Yeah, and
0: my age. I think well. everything you've done is phenomenal. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in awe of you, and 100%. I would love to do something with that. We, we honestly, I spent yeah. we spent a good hour and hour and a half at your gym getting footage yeah. before, and this was you preparing for the competition. Yeah. And I had genuine like um, yeah desires to use that footage to make yeah. something to show you who for who you are because oh. I was inspired by you. I wanted to inspire Thank people you. with it, so we can find something to do with that footage. And we can, if you haven't, if you want to cut me and Verity to come to the gym yeah and see you getting ready and you know whatever it is we'll we'll, we'll put together i thought you meant yeah, like, we
2: could go through yeah, training yeah, sessions and yeah.
0: um, we hey, can do some I training I, to- I was
2: like oh. i was not well thinking the training session together
0: all <laughs> <laughs> oh, right okay tra- okay i'm up for that as well hey, i mean, so I've so said, i'd be dying for just it just how strong we are i have i've said yes to us i'm incredibly I weak yeah. <laughs> i can only get stronger i didn't say no to the press-ups so I, think, I mean you know
2: i think i'd like to relight your fire <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh my god that's in amazing. the weights area obviously. <laughs> <laughs> all right gary barlow
2: calm down. <laughs> um, <Calm down>.
0: w- <laughs> i think that's absolutely fun Dusty Dusty. <laughs> um where can people get in touch with you? Can people message you if they if they listen to this?
2: Yeah, if they are I'm on Facebook. Uh, my my I have a Girls Get Lean page, but obviously I'm Susie Shorick as well. Um on Instagram I in, I've got a Girls Get Lean as you know and the Susie online coaching. Yes. Uh, but they can message me on, on any of those platforms and also on my website www.girlsgetlean.com and there's lots of contact to there's snippets on there where they can get in touch click the get in touch button and get in touch with me if they need any
0: help and I'll vouch for you as well Susie's ah. super approachable like she will talk to you <laughs> about your problems and helps you out so yeah, please get in touch
1: yes
2: please
0: this has been wonderful hasn't it it's Aww. been wonderful Becky told me how wonderful you are
2: and I agree <laughs> I know I'm going to it
1: lovely <laughs> it's been really nice to meet you
0: super privileged to have you as a guest and uh, thank you please thank come you on again thank you so
2: and so much for having me I've really enjoyed it it's been amazing
0: it really is I
2: think you're amazing to and you verity
0: (laughs) right so uh uh, we're gonna i'm gonna like sort of butt in here because uh (laughs) the original uh ending for this podcast we had right here um included uh, a couple of events that um either aren't happening anymore or plans have changed so it would have made no sense to leave that ending on the end of this podcast what i am going to say is though uh, the shoes biscuit seems to be on the forefront of a lot of people's minds at the moment we've had lots and lots of really cool emails lots of great invites lots of great messages uh, I want to say thank you to everybody that's thinking about the shoes biscuit for things at the moment because we are inundated with um, amazing amazing opportunities and it's because of this amazing town so thank you so much to to you guys for for thinking about this show Um I'm I'm am blown away. I really am blown away by uh, by how thoughtful you guys are. So, um, also thank you to to Susan and to to Verity for this podcast. I've just i literally like, I'm I'm about to release this podcast right now as we speak. I've just finished um, editing it back and listening back to it. And how inspiring was that? It really is wonderful. It's I think it's one of uh, one of the best podcasts I've released. Oh, I think that's a fair comment. I think it's really, really good. It's so poignant and so factful. And I think that's genuinely going to help a lot of people. So um, really privileged to have had this, uh, this interview that you just heard. Anyway, I don't want to keep you guys uh, for too long. Um, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thank you to my wonderful uh, co-host Verity. Honestly, you've been absolutely killing it lately on this show. And I'm so, so proud of of how well we work together and how well you've been um, developing as the show goes on. You've really just um, hit the ground running. So thank you, Verity. I'm feeling the love. I'm feeling the love. I really am. I'm going to let you guys go. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Make sure you follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and wherever you've listened to this. If you listen to it for the first time, make sure you hit a follow or subscribe, wherever it is, so that you get a notification every time we release a new podcast. right. Thank you. Man. Thank you very much for tuning in and we'll catch you guys next time. Peace out.